I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst show I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week. So because of our schedules and stuff, we recorded an episode last week. But mm-hmm. We never we sure got did. It. We never got it out until this week. So this is going to be the second episode for the week. Yeah. I was, like, so sick that I... In my delirium, my flu delirium, I uh, put the show in the wrong uh, Dropbox folder. Why? Do, I don't even know why I have two Dropbox folders. I mean, I know why I have two Dropbox folders, but... Well, yeah. I mean, it's such a boring issue, but um, I recently upgraded from, like, normal Dropbox to my Dropbox business account. So it was syncing weird, so I just thought, let's just do a whole new podcast folder. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, it duplicated for you, and I don't know. Do but, you even see the other folder? No, not at all. That was the problem. Oh, interesting. Um, by the way, update. Remember uh, the most recent episode? I told this story about uh, Trevor. Oh yeah. Oh, what an underground! What an idiot! What well, not an idiot, but like what a jerk he was, and made me go to his apartment and all this drama. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted you to meet his family, which just is so wanted nice. me to meet his family, right? He just uh, texted me right now. And he Uh-oh. goes, um, right right before we were recording, like, you know, like, right minutes. I even had to say, I got to go. I have a meeting. I didn't want to tell him I was doing a podcast because then he would want to listen to the podcast. Okay. I go, I have a meeting. <laughs> All these meetings I'm in. Yeah. And I go, uh, I have a meeting. What's up? And he goes, oh, uh, did you still want to go to that uh, big 30th anniversary Back to the Future concert they're doing at the Hollywood Bowl? And I go, oh, that's right. They're selling tickets now. Um yeah, I got to go on and buy tickets. And he goes, oh, I accidentally bought two tickets. They're like third row back or something. Uh, and uh, I can't use them because I'm going to the Bahamas. Do you want them? Aw. I told him no. I told him to try and sell them. Why? Because that, that was my karma. I was like, you know what? I'm such an asshole. He should try and get money for him first before he tries to give them to me. So that was the deal. I said, oh, he wasn't going to sell them to you? No, he was going to give them to me. Uh, well, your karma could have been like, yeah, let me take you out to – let's meet somewhere. And when we meet, oh, I'll do dinner you know and he would get idea. showtime. Do you know what? Do you know what? You just hit on a good idea here. I'm going to text him back because they're $131 each yeah. for tickets. But I'll just say I'll take you to dinner. I'll take him to this really good dinner. I'm just going to land us spending probably like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. I still have a good deal. And you get dinner. <laughs> yeah, and I get dinner. Yeah, and I get a dinner with it. <laughs> oh, this is a good idea. And maybe if I get him drunk enough, we can finally get him to admit he's gay and <laughs> I can get a little handy. Ew. Oh, I would, love, I would love to hook up with Trevor. I don't think so anymore. 
Except the oh. only thing is, I imagine that his penis smells like an <gasps> Ameri- American cheese. Well, well, because he's ew. so like <laughs> ill. I also uh, imagine him having like a like a, a weird penis. Even though he's very hot, I imagine him having like a weird penis. You can tell by the thumbs, I think. Like if his thumbs look weird, he has. Then he wait, has why did you say that he has kind of weird thumbs? There you go. Maybe, tell they, me, maybe tell you me this theory. This. Tell me this theory. I just think that the penis shape is similar to the person's thumb shape. So if you have like a really short, stubby thumb, it probably mm-hmm. is short and stubby down there too. And if yeah. you have a really skinny, long thumb, it probably is too. I don't, oh. I don't think that it's like. It's inch for inch, but I think if you look at a person's thumb, you could kind of guess what it looks like. That's, that's a really interesting theory. That's a theory only. I need I to find a guy with like a really fat fucking gigantic thumb. <laughs> uh, what's going on with you, Joey? I know you had guests last week. Yes, Mike. Friend of the show. Adam Burns was in town with his boyfriend, Mark, last that's week. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And there was and- drama beforehand where like... You thought maybe he didn't want to see you, mm-hmm. and then he thought he had said very clearly 10 or 20 times that he did want to see you. Well, I'm a very sensitive person, Mike, as yeah. we know. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, Adam and I had been spending weeks and weeks planning. Plan- you know, I sent him schedules and restaurants, and we should go here, and we should go there. Yeah. And, of course, because the universe has a sense of humor... Mm-hmm. Why, like, literally, like, well, on the show, when we recorded our episode, the one that I accidentally put on the wrong podcast folder, if you listen to it, my voice is starting to get raspy. By that night, I couldn't even speak. <sighs> and I lost my voice completely. That's Mike, awful. And I had a busy week. I mean, I, had, I remember telling people, like, ugh, it's going to be a really busy week this week. Like... We had our show, and then I had to do uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show. And then I was supposed to go to a pun competition with my friend Chris, which we had been looking forward to this pun competition for months. Months, Mike Lawson, right? Yeah. We were looking forward to this competition where you, you like, it's a pun slam. Your dad's right? birthday? My dad's birthday the following day, by the way, at the birthday, I uh, couldn't talk. On Tuesday or Wednesday, because I was getting ready for Adam to come, I just didn't speak. So you didn't speak at your dad's birthday at all? No, my dad said that was his birthday present. Everybody was <laughs> everybody was so fucking funny. Oh, listen to this. This is great. Joey's not talking. Well, maybe if you shut up every once in a while, you would notice that people are funny out there. <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. Anyway, so, yeah, we did my dad's birthday. So then I'm thinking, because on Tuesday, I felt like shit on Tuesday, like just utter fucking shit, you know? And so I was thinking, okay, this, you know, because there's that, there's that definite like illness apex. Well, before we recorded last week, you said, I'm not going to say that I'm sick because I don't want Adam to hear it and he'll feel bad that I'm going to be so awful sick and he's coming all this way. Yes. So I'm just going to not put it out there. Yeah, right. I did. I kept it a secret because I didn't want Adam to feel badly. And, um, I thought, okay, Tuesday is the worst of it because I was like shivers under the cover. And I just couldn't handle, I couldn't deal on Tuesday, right? Wednesday, I was well enough to go to dinner with my, for my dad's birthday. And then so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go to sleep tonight on Thursday and it's going to be all good. Mike, I wake up on Thursday. I feel the worst I've ever felt. Like I feel, no. I feel awful. I can't talk. My throat hurts. I'm like congested now. I didn't have the congestion before. Now I have the congestion. Mm-hmm. My head stuff. It's like. I have an ingrown toenail. 
I have an ingrown toenail. <laughs> I feel like a NyQuil commercial. Like uh-huh. Just like a human NyQuil commercial. But you know what? I just rally and I get myself out of bed and I meet Adam uh, Burns and his boyfriend Mark for breakfast. Mm-hmm. How was Mark? It's, it's I like I've only heard the Adam side of Mark's character. I'm so curious. He's very quiet. Okay. Yeah. Keeps to himself. Shy. Okay. So <laughs> we Weird. go to breakfast. Okay. Uh-huh. We go to breakfast, and afterwards, now uh, there were also been other developments where Ellen. Oh, we were gonna, so our, we had a very busy day on Thursday because, in fact, people were like, "Why are you going?" I said, "Because I have a very busy day." We had uh, St- Warner Brothers Studio tour tickets, which I will say, thank you, Adam, thank you, Mark. Uh, in addition to buying their own tickets, they bought my ticket for the studio oh, tour. Oh, nice. Yeah, and but then also I had pulled some strings. Adam and Mark had tried to get tickets to see Ellen. But it's like a two-year waiting list right now. Two-year waiting list, and I try to get tickets, and uh, I pulled some strings, and we got tickets for that day, right? Cool. And we were supposed to go to the Magic Castle, but on Wednesday, there was all this drama where they were going to maybe miss their flight, and they had to get a different flight, and maybe their luggage wasn't going to get there. So if you don't cancel in 24 hours notice on Magic Castle, they charge you like $50 a person. Ew. So I said, you know what? We better cancel. So just we canceled cancel, the, yeah. Yeah, our dinner And you guys could walk in and, like, do the bar and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I could still walk them in. So what we decided to do was just move that to Friday. Okay. Okay. And so we, uh, we moved that to Friday, Thursday. Uh, so we just have Ellen and that uh, uh, Warner Brothers Studio tour. We get a little bit of sightseeing in. They really wanted to see a lot, but um, we got what we couldn't. And then we go to the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. I'm feeling like shit. Now, let me tell you, this Warner Brothers Studio Tour, we have this uh, guide, this tour guide. Here's the thing. He was hot in theory. I know Adam took pictures of him. (laughs) Okay? He was like this hot little twink. But here's the thing, and we were talking about this, was... He was this hot twink, but he had, like, a weird body, and, like, he wore his pants weird. Like, he, this, like, Adam, he had a wedding ring on, but, Mike, he couldn't have been more than 22. No, there's no way he was more than 22, right? Yeah. And Adam was convinced he was gay and married. I really think he was kind of, like, like um, super, like, Christian, maybe even Mormon, like the kind that live on a commune. Okay. Right? Like, he had on, like... Like married senior year of high school, kind of? Yes, 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 yes. Like, he had on, like, these ugly khaki pants that were way, he wore them way high up over his stomach. And they were, like, high water with these, like, weird giant, like, loafer shoes. Like, above his belly button? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have Adam post some pictures. So, and then he he was also vaguely hot, you said. Yeah, but he had this weird facial hair. Like, in, in other words, let me put it this way. He was one makeover away from being a – like, they had, like, a gay makeover show. Yeah. He was, like, one makeover away from being just smoking hot twink. Did Adam Burns think he was hot? Because I think yes. Adam and I have very similar taste. Yes. Adam Burns – well, Adam Burns was surreptitiously taking pictures of him. Okay. And I caught him. And he goes, oh, you saw that? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw you taking pictures of the guy, right? So, um, which he's on a tour. So actually, if you're a creepy gay guy, you can take all the pictures you want and you're going to get away with it. Right. Because you were just taking a photo of whatever was behind him. 
Yeah, you can. Yeah, or just him. I mean, it doesn't. It not, wouldn't be weird to take a picture of your tour guide giving you. I should have done that. I didn't even think about that. You know. So anyway, there's a lot of weird shit going on. And he talked weird too. Like there was, there's obviously a script, right? Yeah, yeah. But he did like this laugh. It, it's like he wasn't a real person. Like he did this weird laugh after every sentence. So he'd be like, "And have you ever seen The Mentalist? Well, if you do, that hotel was where they found the body." <laughs> <laughs> Anyone know what a ghost light is? It's a light they use in the theater. But maybe you knew that. <laughs> like everything he did, Mike, it was he was sort of like the weird gay twink Christian boy version of uh, remember Pee Wee's Big Adventure when they do the tour of the Elamo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like did I, did I just call it the Elamo? Um I, you may have, yeah. Okay, the Alamo. Uh it was like that. It was like and this is how we make tortillas. Can you say tortilla? <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, yeah. And I so, feel like so, a lot of those people, um, when they get super involved in the script, they're not able to like deviate from the script either. So like, no. if you interrupt them, they have to start at the beginning of that paragraph. Yeah. Well, also they have to tell you very serious things, but he's still trying to be friendly. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "You're welcome to come in this house, but don't make make sure not to touch anything. Uh, I wouldn't want to call the police on you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. I saw Adam and Mark had a picture on the Central Perk couch from Friends. Well, that's what I've always said is these tours. Everybody always wants to go to this Universal Studios tour, right? That's not the way to go. You want to go either to the Paramount Studios tour or the the Warner Brothers tour. First of all, they're half the price. Next, you only go to the Universal Studios tour to go on their dumb dumb tram ride right which is hor- you know this is just like whoa what wh- we're in this lake that's weird oh my god is that jaws oh it's like yeah. it's horrible it's like did anybody feel an earthquake coming on you know <laughs> yeah but with the warner brothers tour you actually go on real shit so uh you get to go we went we, we went to the actual set of the big bang theory Cool. I think we went on every Fakakta Pretty Little Liar set that there was. You ever heard of the show Pretty Little Liars? I've never seen it, no. Yeah, and The Mentalist. Oh, everything was The Mentalist and Pretty Little Liars. And we went on the back lot. We went on the house from Gremlins and Friends and The Music Man, the whole city in The Music Man. We, we drove Ooh. through there. Fun. Oh, Annie's Orphanage. Remember Annie? Remember the, ever, ever heard of Annie? Yeah. The, her orphanage from the movie? Oh, yeah, we the saw it all. new Annie or the old Annie? Both. They're next door to each other. What? Yes. Really? Yeah. So, and then, uh, so halfway through, they let you go into this one air-conditioned part that was so nice, but on the bottom floor, they had all the costumes from, the real costumes from Batman, all the different Batman movies, right? Okay, cool. Like Heath Ledger's costume, and George Clooney's one with the nipples, and then upstairs were Harry Potter costumes, and you could put on a Harry Potter hat and stuff like that, and they take a picture. Mm-hmm. Then we moved on. And you're right. We went to they they take you to the actual set of Friends, the Central Perk, and you can sit in the actual couch and they take a picture with, with you on the set. And we did that with Adam Burns and Mark, and his boyfriend. But on one point too, they said we're going to take you to the car museum, and that's where they have all the old Batman cars from all the movies. Okay, in this museum, this is like warehouse. When we go in this warehouse, because it, it's it's real. By the way, it's super hot. And we're going in air conditioning and not air conditioning, and I have the flu. When we were in there, Mike, I thought I was seconds away from telling um, Christian Twink, you need to call an ambulance. 
because I was going to collapse. Well, you're exaggerating. You weren't really going to say anything. I was going to really collapse. <gasps> I was really? Like, I was like, yeah. In fact, I was waiting for the girl to stop talking about something. And I happened where I was standing, an air conditioning vent was blowing cold air on me. I was like, oh, yes, exactly what I need. And so I just stayed there. I was like, you know what? I don't want to ruin Mark and Adam's trip. So I'll just – and it made me feel better. Because the okay. mistake I made was I didn't take my medicine with me, my cold medicine. Oh. So I really felt like lightheaded. I hadn't had any water and it was hot and it was awful. So the tour ends. I get a chance to get my medicine and uh, we go to the car. And now we have to immediately go to Ellen, which is on the same studio lot. Okay. Okay. We had VIP tickets. That means we didn't have to stand in the normal line. Good. Granted, Adam and Mark were really paranoid. So we got there an hour and a half before we needed to be there. But well, they, this was like one of the main reasons they – one of the main things they were looking forward to was this. Oh, yeah. They were super yeah. excited. They were practicing their dances, Mike. <laughs> before – the whole week prior to coming out, they were practicing their dances for Ellen. Okay. And by the way, I appreciated it because I was like, oh, I just get to sit here. Yeah. Right. Do we need to talk about how I went to the bathroom to blow my nose? I walk out of the bathroom. I see this, you know, nice looking man, older man, about to walk into the restroom. I go, I, what? I kind of recognized him. I clocked it. Uh, it was a guy I went to grade school with, Gerald. Whoa. His name's Gerald. Yeah. And you thought so, he was handsome? He's a handsome. Here's the deal. He looks way older than his age. I'll give you this. Because he he's your way age, older right? Yeah, but Mike, I'm going to show you. I'll send you a picture when we're done. Okay. But uh, he looks way older. He looks like 50. But he looks like a nice-looking 50. Nice-looking okay. 45, right? And then I go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up to this Gerald and say hello, right? So I go, hey, Gerald. He goes, hey, Joey. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And I go, oh, yeah. And so I'm sitting down talking to him. I go, I recognize you. We're chit-chatting. This, uh, this guy walks up, and he goes, Joey, this is my partner, Nate. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, Gerald. <laughs> You never knew he was gay? Well, I mean, I had my suspicions because he would spend the whole lunch period at school just in the bathroom uh, fixing his hair. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of had suspicions. But okay. anyway, uh, so of course now I'm trying to drop it in that I'm gay. In the most, yeah. But how do you drop that in when someone tells um, you? I'm, a, I'm a looking to get on this prep. Have you heard of prep? <laughs> do you have I any opinions have about was... prep? <laughs> I was at a VIP line for Ellen. I, don't, I think that's pretty much coming out. Seriously, you might as well have been at a gay bar. Yeah, I know. It essentially was a lesbian and gay bar. So uh, I'm talking to this Gerald, and then uh, he's, ta- he's explaining me to his boyfriend. And I go, he says something. I don't know what it is. Joey something something. I go, oh, Gerald's just saying, yeah, I haven't seen him since grade school. And Gerald's like, no, we went to high school together too. No. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, I have seen awkward. you. So you thought yeah. it was like 20 years and it's only been 10 or whatever. Sad. It's actually, I thought it had been like 30 years and it only been like 20. Oh. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Did so, you introduce uh, Gerald to Mark and Adam? No, the way it worked out is Adam and Mark didn't want to move from their VIP seats. Okay. And uh, Gerald... And his boyfriend, they didn't give a shit, right? We actually did kind of wait. I know, you know what? I did introduce them. I introduced, we were in line together. So I okay. did introduce them. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so they met Gerald, and then we walked over to this line, and they sat us down and went to this Ellen. By the way, I'm sick, so I'm appreciating that we're just sitting in air conditioning all the time now, but they make you fucking dance. Yeah. Oh, Until by the, the way. Until the music turns on, then you're, uh oh. 
Sorry. Um, so when we were in line, they showed like a previous episode they had just taped. Yeah. You know, to us. And when they, Mike, this episode, everybody in the audience got a free iPad Air. Okay. Then they got free t- two tickets. Everybody got two tickets to see this Adina Menzel at the Hollywood Bowl. Which I would love to have that. Yeah. Everything, right? at, the, everything at the Hollywood Bowl is good. I yeah, feel like I, mean, I would see anything there. Yeah. And then also, at, here's the thing, too. Is you know, if I would have gotten that, Adam and Mark are not going to come back to go see Adina Menzel. So right. I would have had four more tickets. I would have had six tickets. I could have been a party. Yeah. You know, I'd go see this Adina Menzel. You know, I, what I probably would have done is given my parents and they could take my nieces. And it would have been a whole thing. I would have been a hero. Right? I'm like, yeah. oh, let's see what I'm going to get this Ellen. What Do did you know you what get? we got? Yeah. What did you get? Nothing. <laughs> Not a single thing? Nothing. No. And the they had la- this Melissa Rivers was one of the guests. Yeah. I thought we were going to get her stupid book. No. We got she, nothing. Thank, was thanks it for like coming. A, was it a tearful interview? She talked about her mom? No, it was Ellen. There's never tearful interviews on Ellen. Yeah. Uh-huh. When Leah oh, like Michelle what? was on. Oh, there was? Yeah. Leah Michelle did her first interview after her boyfriend OD'd. Um, oh. I forget his name. From Corey Glena. Monteith. Yeah. When he OD'd, the first interview she did was Ellen, and it was sad. Oh, no, 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 no. No tears. No, well, I didn't cry. Ellen, when when Ellen is sad, what she was is she was like, well, whatever you want to talk about, you can tell us now. Like, she didn't ask questions that made the girl cry. She just kind of let her talk. But, well, so also you didn't that get... one with Adina Menzel and uh, Scarlett Johansson where they gave away the iPads. Now, also, that episode was the one where like, the gay boy had the straight boy asking the prom. Aww. I would have liked to have seen that one. Yeah. That was a good episode to go do. Hmm. Oh, my well, God. I, I wish you planned it. iPad Air. I wish you planned that better, Joe. You're such a dick. <laughs> so then... <laughs> so after Ellen, we go to dinner. We go to this Plan Check, which is an amazing restaurant. If you're in L.A., I highly recommend it. We're sitting at this Plan Check. Listen to this. God. Adam Burns. So from Arkansas. Right. So we're talking – so the plan check is kind of like a really high-end, chefy version of upscale American comfort foods, okay? Okay. It's amazing. And we've been talking about what we're going to order. I'm going to order this one burger, the chef's favorite burger. Mark's going to order – Mark and Adam are going to split uh, fried chicken in a burger. Okay. okay. Smart so that they can taste yeah, more Yeah, they can try thing. both things. Yes, very smart, right? Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's a fire truck. You can just leave it in. Yeah. So the waitress comes and she goes, okay, can I take your order? And Adam's like, "Uh, we're going to just, we're going to start with the appetizer. We're going to get the sweet potato waffle fries. And she goes, great. And then I go, yeah, and I'm going to have that. And she goes, Joe. (laughs) Okay. I think we should just order the appetizer first. Have them bring it. And then once they bring it, we'll order the entrees. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, I found in my experience that uh, if you order the appetizer and the entree together, they bring it together. And I was like, what? No, they don't. Well, you could just ask. Does that happen to you, Mike? I don't think so. But even if it does, like, you can just say, like, I don't want that. I think a lot of times the waitress will say, do you want me to just bring the appetizer first? A really smart person I know made the point that uh that that often happens at big chain restaurants 
Yeah. Like a t- would you agree with that, Mike Lawson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chains, and then also, like, uh, I don't see a big problem with getting the appetizer when the food comes either. Like, no, no, not- Adam talked about this. Oh, no, he went into this. He was like, no, because then I've had it where I get the appetizer at the same time, and then I have my burger there, but I'm going to finish my appetizer, man. I'm going to finish my, you know, um, loaded baked potato skins, and then (laughs) my burger's cold by the time I get to it. So no, 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 I will not have that. I just please, I go, look, ma'am, I go, can you just make sure that the sweet potato waffle fries come out first? And she's like, she winks at you and she's like, yes, Mike, <laughs> I see what Mike, you're dealing yes, with. That's, a, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> she, she just was... knowingly knows what you're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, okay, we'll see if we can swing that here <laughs> at this first rate Los Angeles restaurant. So, uh, yes, they brought did it Did the out. appetizer come first? Good. Yes, of course it Good. did. So, But here's the best part. Mike, here's the best part. This is the best part. <laughs> what? We order the appetizer, the sweet potato waffle fries. Yeah. We eat them. They're delicious. Good. Waitress brings the burger and the uh, French fried chicken, just the way, you know, God intended. Adam goes, uh, wait, these don't come with fries? And I go, no. <laughs> Get the waitress back here. I got to order some fries. <laughs> So we had to call the waitress back and order some fries. I go, you're not going to believe this. He now <laughs> needs fries. And she's like, okay. <laughs> like this. Oh, <laughs> this table. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. So then we're sitting there eating our burgers, waiting for the fries because Adam's afraid he'll get cold. Yeah. And, um, and I go, can you rush the fries? He goes, sure thing. And those fries, I'm going to tell you, they came lickety split. Good. So uh, <laughs> uh, we're sitting there and Adam goes, now this is a good burger. I'm going to tell you something, though. I don't know how you guys eat this in and out. Last night, Mark and I went there after we our flight landed. It's disgusting. I couldn't disgusting. finish it. I almost <laughs> threw up. <gasps> threw up? Threw, Mike Lawson, threw up? Now, here's the thing, and I don't know if you, never, you and I have ever talked about this. I've lived around in and out my whole life. Me too. And I would say I'm kind of burned out on it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so if someone tells me, look, I tried this in and out, and it really wasn't for me, and it's a little overrated, I'd go, like, I could see that. Yeah. Friend I... of the show, Adam Vaught, said yesterday when I was telling him the story that uh, he feels like in and out we all grew up with it, and so it tastes like home to us. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've developed a a taste for that, and that's what a burger tastes like to us, right? Yes. I agree with that. I I also feel – I mean, I've lived in places where there are no in-and-outs or where there's one in-and-out and it's super busy because everyone goes there. I feel like it has – like it tastes nostalgic. So there's people that will – they love the in-and-out because of the – it reminds them of where they used to live or mm-hmm. there's there's a high demand for it. So it kind of has this hype around it. And I would yeah. agree with Adam if this is his point that it's overhyped, that an In-N-Out burger could be overhyped. But I wouldn't say that it's vomit inducing. And it's not no. like it's not like Adam is like, I don't like hamburgers and this was just another disgusting hamburger. Like he likes hamburgers. 
Oh, right? you would think he was uh, the CEO of this Whataburger, that Texas yeah, chain. He really likes Whataburger, but I feel like, like he went, a, went on about Whataburger, how great that is compared to In-N-Out. I feel like a Whataburger is closer to like a McDonald's hamburger and further away from uh, In-N-Out Burger. Does that make sense? Like In-N-Out Burger is fresh. Like he... Is it, maybe he doesn't like the taste of fresh lettuce and fresh onion. Mike, he brought that up. He goes, bun. it was this piece of lettuce that was crunching. It wasn't even like the. <laughs> Stop. No, he did. He goes like, when you go to Whataburger, it's like a really nice, soft, green piece of lettuce. Not the it's crunchy like a lettuce. boiled meat the way I want it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I heard about this Whataburger. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he was going on about this Whataburger. I was That's like, oh, my funny. God. What's funny is, like I said, I'm not the biggest proponent. In fact, I was sitting there. He was telling me as I was eating maybe the best burger I've ever had in my entire life at yeah. Plan Check. So, like, it's not I'm saying in and outs the best burger ever. But it's did, not disgusting where you want to throw up. What did he think about the burger there? He did. I will say he and Mark loved Plan Check. Okay. Plan Check is great. It, we, when, when you come to L.A., I will definitely take you and uh, St- – oh, Steve. I, we didn't talk about this. I spoke to Steve. Yeah, that's a good uh, segue. Are you done with your Thursday? Yeah, yeah, I'm done with I'm done with Thursday. Well, that's a good segue. So last night you did um, – you called and I was with Steve and you got to talk to him in on the phone for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I had never spoken to Steve. Here's the most shocking thing about talking to Steve. What? I always expect your boyfriends to be like – Hello. Like, they all talk like Jujubee from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Why? I don't know. So, like, Steve, everyone listening, Steve Ron sounds like a, a surfer or a skater kid. He's like. Well, he certainly, he does have, like, a really masculine, deep voice. He's like, yeah, bro, what's up, man? He doesn't sound like, yeah, bro. He's all like, hey, Joe, what up, man? It's me, Steve. Hello, man, what up? What up, dog? <laughs> And I was like, who's this? Mike's dating Tony Hawk? <laughs> Stupidest joke ever. Uh, I can't. I can't. So, yeah. So you got to talk to Tony Steve. Hawk. And we're thinking this summer, actually, of maybe going, oh. um, heading to like LA, San Diego, Orange County. Well, we're going to plan like check. What did, what did Steve mention to me after we hung up? Um, not really. But, <laughs> but Joey, here's a question for you. So Steve's birthday is coming, not this weekend, but the following one. And we're going to the Tonga Room. Um, I made reservations. It's like, I wouldn't call it a touristy sort of place, but it's certainly, I mean, it's a San Francisco staple, but it's not something that a normal San Francisco, San, Fro, San Franciscan uh goes to regularly it's kind of like a tiki bar um we're doing dinner and there's like a swimming pool in the center and they have a floating band that kind of just uh makes laps in the pool on this like Mm -hmm. raft and so we're doing that both of us have wanted to do it but never had an occasion to kind of get there so that's happening but i also want to buy him something he got me he there was a lot of effort put into the gift that he got me and i want to make sure i put in as much effort so um, one thing I was thinking, but I don't know if this would be weird or not. He, I know he wants to start going to the gym and working out more. So I was thinking of getting like a nice gym bag and maybe some workout clothes or shoes or something. And then 
um, buying a few months of gym membership where I go so that we could work out together. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that, like, is that offensive? Like, here, fatso, here's a gym membership for your <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Why don't you start working out more? Here, tubby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, selfish, like, because I want him to work out with me so that I also want to go to the gym. That's a tough one because he got you, like, an amazing birthday gift, didn't he? Yeah, he got me a bunch of things, but, like, he bought me... Uh, all of it were every gift he got me it was like something that i had mentioned months ago that i wanted or things that he knew like we would go to a store and i would be looking at stuff or something personal he got me that rubber stamp with my face on it which i love oh yeah have you ever used it yeah on a couple of things i stamped some dollar bills which i know is illegal but <laughs> i thought a rebel i know <laughs> um so I want to do something that he really wants. Hmm. Do you think that the gym thing is a bad idea then? No, I think it's a good idea. But I, I like you're saying, I, like you said, I would put together a really nice care package. I went because when you get a birthday present, you want some tangible items right now, to not go like with it. just months like, of membership. Yeah, here's some bizarro thing that you can't hold. So I think some really nice gym equipment, maybe like a gym bag. I don't think it. I don't. I'll be honest. I laugh, but I don't think it would come off as like, "Hey, Tubby," right? Um, or you know, "Hey, Fat." So I, I think if you put together, you know, I actually got a really shitty gym bag and shitty water bottle and a shitty book of diabetes poetry from some organization. Do you want that? No, I can get more of those. But um, I think I mean, like, he doesn't have body issues. I don't think that. I mean, he's not overweight so i don't think that he would actually think that i was calling him fat or saying he had to work out but i just feel like it's a little bit weird i don't know i'm still thinking i'll let you know what i end up deciding i feel we can come up with something like what i remember one time i got somebody these um custom fortune cookies okay you know and believe it or not they play really well they're individually wrapped you can put the fortune in there Uh uh-huh you know like here tubby or something (laughs) like that yeah and uh (laughs) And uh, the the fortune cookie was invented in San Francisco. That's sort of a spin on it. Okay. Any other spin you could think of? Well, you know, he's not <laughs> Chinese, Mike. He's Korean. Uh-huh. We all know this. And um, th- is he super into Korea? What, is he into Korea? Like, he, he enjoys some K-pop a little bit. Um, because, you know, th- this is a book, but, I mean, this could be good in, like, the gift bag. I don't know how into Korea he is, but Roy Choi chef of Kogi, came out with a really good book. It's a nice little book called L.A. Sun, and it's his story, but also has, like, some really awesome recipes in it. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think of Korean things, because we all know people from countries want only gifts from their country. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, he only wants, like, Korean food and Korean things. Like, yeah. Why is don't the, you just get it? Go ahead. Is the next story you're going to tell about Friday, then? <laughs> Wait, I still want to talk about Steve's gift. Oh, go. Just give him some cash. Yeah. <laughs> it's so a... thought. I'll stamp my face on it, though. Yeah, stamp your face <laughs> in the cash and give it to him. Yeah. What if you give him a stamp and he's like, oh, it's a stamp with my face on it. And it's a, it's another stamp of your face on it. I just, re, just... I re-gift the stamp he gave me. Yeah, yeah. it has the ink stains <laughs> on it still and everything. Or what if it's a stamp of somebody you guys know but isn't him or you? Like a stamp with Mario's face on it? <laughs> Or like your or like your landlord's baby. Yeah. Maybe. 
Hey Joe, what uh, what yes. else is going on with you? <laughs> I guess it's a good way to change the subject. Um, so I, I went to bed. Oh my god, when I went to bed Thursday night, I was I was so tired. Right. So how did you end Thursday night? Remind me. We went to the Abbey, and they loved the okay. Abbey, but it was like we were so tired, and uh, we just went home. But okay. um, but I spent the night at my friend Shannon's house. She lives in West Hollywood. And I was feeling super – I was, again, I was praying that – because, you know, there's always that night where you go to bed sick and you wake up in the morning significantly better. Maybe yeah. not, not 100%, but you're like, okay, I've, I've turned the tide. Sweat it all out and it's Sweat just, it all out, all yeah. over Shannon's sheets, you know. <laughs> I wake up, I feel worse. Oh, or maybe the no. same. I'm vomiting in the bathroom, you know, which you know Shannon's stoked on that. Yeah. Ugh, this guy flewing at my house, vomiting yeah. everywhere. So uh, I text him. I go, hey, look, guys, uh, I'm not going to be able to, to meet you right away. So uh, what we had on the schedule was to go to the uh, Chinese Theater and the Walk of Fame. But I just told him, why don't you guys go ahead and do that? The Magic Castle, which is right behind the Chinese Theater, yeah, is open for lunch on Fridays. This it, is Friday. You're go, so can... upset that you're missing the Chinese Theater, I'm sure. <laughs> I hate the Chinese Theater. <laughs> so I go, I'll drive to the, to the Magic Castle. I'll just chill there. When you're done, come pick me up. Right. The funny thing is, Adam and Mark have no sense of L.A. geography. So if you don't live in L.A., this will make no sense to you. But they have no sense. Everything's just really far away from each other. Nothing is convenient. No site is convenient to another. And Mark really wanted a picture very close to the Hollywood sign. So I'm at the Magic Council waiting for them. And all of a sudden, I get a text message like, uh, the picture we got at the Hollywood Highland wasn't close enough. So we're just going to run over to the uh, Griffith Observatory real quick. <laughs> so you that laugh. Everybody, everybody laughs because there's no running to the Griffith Observatory real quick. I'm just going to have a quick picnic on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just going to just uh, jaunt on over to Mount Everest and go to the top real fast. We'll be right back. <laughs> So um, we get we, he, they, so like an hour after that, I'm just sitting there talking to West Stone, and uh, I was talking to West Stone on the phone, and a ghost playing the piano. <laughs> one of them knew old timey songs, and one of them didn't. And I'm not going to tell you which, but it wasn't the ghost playing the piano. <laughs> okay. So I, so I go, uh, why don't you? Uh, do you have any? Re- I, so there's this, you know, over 100 year old ghost at the Magic Castle that can play requests. Okay. And obviously, so obviously, he's from the early 1900s, right? And I go, hey, Wes, why don't you ask this ghost to play some songs? I'll ask her to play it for you. And he goes, okay, ask it to play Gilly Gilly Austin Pfeffer Cats and Ellen Bogan by the Sea. Okay. I'm like, what? He goes, like an old timey song. Irma, Did she the ghost, know it? is like, no, of course not. <laughs> but she knows everything. Yeah, I don't, she didn't know that one. Right. So anyway, we're doing. I'm doing that kind of stuff. Finally, like an hour or so later, after he texts me, they come pick me up. We go to Venice Beach. I drop them off. I take the car to Chris's office because there's no parking by Venice Beach, and so that's the smart thing to do. And uh, we park at Chris's office. They come. They get dressed. We go to the. We go. Oh, we go to this Filipino restaurant that my friend Paul had recommended from. Uh, uh, he works at ABC and he's also Filipino and he recommended this restaurant and we go there to eat there and the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. Gay you know, owned. Gay owned by this gay Filipino guy. Um, Adam was really concerned because he doesn't eat seafood so he ordered a barbecue sandwich on the side. Oh, that's another thing too. This is where the Arkansas part comes out too is we were sitting there, right? 
And it's a family style restaurant. We all know you love family style. I hate family style, but yeah. It's a family style restaurant. And so we ordered, Mark and I were going crazy because Mark is excited to eat Filipino food and I like, I want to try new cuisines. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so we're ordering all this food and there's also like two or three of the dishes come out. But, you know, they're bringing the dishes out. And it's a very, when I say family style, this place is a very family type restaurant. This is not TGI Fridays. Okay. Okay. So we're just at like a literally someone's kitchen table kind of. And we don't have our play settings yet. Okay. Adam is freaking out. He's like, he tell he goes to Mark. He goes, we they, they brought some food and he goes, we don't have plates or forks and knives. What do we do? And Mark's like, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. And I go, guys, we'll just ask them. They'll bring plates and yeah. forks and knives. I, I I don't know. They just haven't brought the plates yet. I'm just really worried. And then. <laughs> And then I go, excuse me, can you, the busboy walks by, can you get us some plates and forks and knives? He goes, oh yeah, certainly. So he gets some plates and forks and knives, right? Then he goes, all the food's not here. Maybe they forgot half our food. Oh no, it'll come. Yeah, I go, Adam, it's going to come. Calm down. (laughs) There's one waitress with two hands and she's having to bring a big plate of balot balot or whatever I'm eating, right? And it wasn't balot, it was... um, it was really good. I'm not going to describe what it was. but okay. and, and Adam, here comes Adam's barbecue sandwich on like a, a white bread plate, and they put it in front of him. He might as well have ordered spaghetti with butter, right, uh-huh. at this Filipino restaurant. So um, so we eat at this Filipino restaurant. It's a good time. We go to the Magic Castle. Um, we go to the Magic Castle. We have a great time. We see some amazing magicians. It's so funny, though. Again, like Adam is just so shy. He and Mark are so quiet and so shy. So we're in this um, – Magic show and the the mentalist. We're seeing a mentalist, a German mentalist, and he throws this fake brick in the audience. And uh, by a random series of events, Adam gets it, and he goes to Adam and he goes, "Yes, sir. Um, do you believe in astrology?" And that's a yes or no question. Yeah, he just stared at him, and um, so then um, the audience is getting awkward now, right? And he goes, <laughs> and then Adam's like, um. Uh, uh, I don't know how to answer this question. He goes, um, yeah, sure, whatever. Cause you could tell the magician at this point is like, Ugh, I don't give a yeah. shit. I'm going to make myself with... disappear. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go on my dumb trick and get the fuck out of here and go sl- yeah. cry in my room. Go you know? get a and, drink. Yeah. So, uh, he, but uh, the guy guesses Adam's birthday to the date. Oh, what? Yeah, he... he he asked Adam to open up this book to astrology that Adam looked up and he goes, uh, uh, do you, and he didn't ask Adam to read anything. He just said, read that page. And does it sound right to you? And Adam goes, yes. And then he told Adam his birthday. What the fuck? Yeah, it was, actually, it was actually sort of an amazing trick. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he told Adam, you were born in August, whatever. And Adam was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe yeah. people that day are like incredibly indecisive. So when he asked the question, that was the tell. He's like, oh, here we go, another April, yeah. August 14th. Another August 14th walking by here. Can't even answer a goddamn question what he believes in astrology. So, um, yes, yeah, so we had a good time at the Magic Castle. And then that was – I was supposed to go to Disneyland, but I was just – I had been running around for two days. And so by the next day, I just I just couldn't go. So they went to Disneyland, and then I didn't see them the rest of the time. I spent Thursday and think, Friday with them. Do you think they had a really good time? I hope they had a really good time. Good. I hope so, too. It sounds yeah, like – I mean, I wish you weren't sick so that you could have enjoyed it a little bit more, but I think yeah. that it sounds like you guys 
packed a lot in anyway. Well, think about it. I mean, it, it, look, anybody would be stoked to come to Los Angeles and go on a studio tour, go see Ellen, go to the Magic Castle, and then go to Disneyland. I mean, that's even those alone are worth it. Yeah, that's a pretty full trip. Yeah. It's really hard to do – like L.A. is very spread out. So you kind of have to have either a really good plan of attack or you have to be good with just going with the flow. There's you no sure kind do, of Mike Lawson. You can't, you can't want to go with the flow but also want to see – you know, have a list of things that you want to see. It's hard. Truer words were never spoken, Mike Lawson. Um, Joey, last night after uh, you talked to Steve actually, I was leaving Steve's house. I'm walking in kind of near the Tenderloin area and there's this guy walking um, next to me about the same age as me and he's doing one of these things like I could tell he's checking me out like not even trying to pretend like he's not. It's just the two of us on the sidewalk and I could tell he's staring at me and then he starts to walk like in front of me. And mm-hmm. at one point, he's, like, doing this thing. I've done it before, so I know that it's a thing where you, like, pretend to be looking in the storefronts or looking across the street to your left or right so that you can, like, through peripheral vision, see if that dude's still behind you, you know? Yeah, people, uh, children do it in front of me when I'm walking behind them. <laughs> they do it for a different reason, though. Yeah. And they they have their phone and it's like they've already pressed nine one and they have on, they have their finger on the one again. So as we're getting like approaching Bart Station, I'm about to turn right and he's going straight and you could tell by the way we're positioned on the sidewalk and he just kind of nonchalantly drops but kind of also throws his business card so it's it skids towards me. What the f- what? is that a is that a pickup approach that people use? These marketing people are getting really, really crafty now. Here's my business card. Did you pick up the business card? No. What what for? I should have been like, excuse me, sir. You dropped something here and just kept walking. (laughs) Wouldn't it be sad if like it has like a like numbers on it? It says like, uh the tenth time you fuck me, uh you get a free fuck or something, a free sandwich. (laughs) A loyalty card? Yeah, like one of those loyalty cards. (laughs) Or what if it's like um, there's somebody following me and I am being held hostage? Please call nine one one. And I just like, oh, step that's over a good it. one. I gotta carry <laughs> those with me. I have a big fear of being held hostage. Did you see that story in the news? We're not gonna do about the woman who called Pizza Hut. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she called Pizza Hut and in the what she ordered online and in the special instruction area she put that she was being held hostage and to call nine one one. And so instead of pizza, they got police. What a dumb kidnapper. Why? For letting her order pizza? Yeah, it's the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> Ordering pizza online is included. Yeah, I would just order myself. Give of... me your, yeah, give me your debit card. I'm going to order the pizza. I don't trust you. Cut to who um, accidentally writes, I'm holding people hostage here, said 911. He's like, fuck. Don't knock <sighs> too loudly. I don't want you to wake up my hostages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, um, uh, make sure there's extra pepperoni on mine, but not on my hostages. Joey, I want to tell you the story um, from the news up here in San Francisco. And uh, <coughs> hold on, it's loading. Everyone knows the law of the street score, right? So if you see something, furniture, books, art, clothing, even sitting unattended out by the curb, and it's not someone moving or a garage sale, then it's fair game. Um, I would even be so bold as to say that almost all of us have been on one side or the other of that sort of transaction, right? 
Sure. So there's this guy up here. Uh, his name is Nicholas Coley, and he left a blank canvas, which he says is worth $200, and then a painting he did that he says is worth $5,500 mm-hmm. sitting outside of his residence on Saturday. And he has a studio apartment. Uh, he has wife and two children and a small little alley. He closed his garage, left those in the street, and this couple walked by. They're, they, like, pause for a minute. They look at it, and they're like, hmm. We'll take it. And so they pick it up and leave. They even mm-hmm. kiss a little bit as they are walking away. This is so and hot, picking up people's trash. This guy, he's like, he's upset and he wants to find it. But he knows that they're not criminals. Like, they got uh, security camera footage from the hotel across the street. So they know that these weren't, they didn't look like malicious people. But, like, you can't, like, you can't expect your stuff to just be state safe when you sit it outside alone. No, of course not. And I like Someone... how he said it's worth fifty five hundred dollars. Let me tell you something. What was the uh, the blank canvas worth? He says two hundred dollars. Okay, I'm going to do some math here. So the blank canvas. I don't know. I used to be an insurance adjuster. I don't know if you know that. Oh so no. The blank canvas was. Let's see here. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Okay. And you said the other one was fifty five hundred dollars. It was his art. He says, yeah. Okay. And we're gonna. That uh, carry the one. And, okay, I got it. Everything was worth four hundred dollars. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's not worth fifty five hundred dollars until someone writes you a check for fifty five hundred dollars. Until someone gives him a check for fifty five hundred dollars, it's worth two hundred dollars. Well, that's the confusing thing. Like, what is it valued at, or what is it worth? Right. Okay. So, well, what it sells for versus what it actually costs. So. Imagine if Joe, let's say hypothetically, I, I'm just coming up with a story off the top of it. Let's say you're a baker and you bake sure. a cake. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and you say that this cake is worth $500. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And so you leave the cake. Somebody takes it because you did something foolish with it. Mm-hmm. All, the only thing you're out is your time yeah. and you're out the ingredients. Yeah. So what it's worth to you versus what it's worth to me, a guy who can't bake a cake is different. So what he needs to do is he just needs to buy a new canvas and new paint and spend, yeah. buy it, make a new one. I think there's some sort of insurance thing he has going on. You think so? I don't like this guy. I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't think the couple – this couple shouldn't even give the art back. This guy should be happy this couple has the, the art in his living room. He should. The couple should paint over it. <laughs> they should just paint it be like great? something funny on top Wouldn't of it, it and great? sell it for – $5,600. Wouldn't it be great if this artist, this is what I would do if I was that couple. I would then put by the garbage cans that painting out there and put free art. <laughs> oh, how pissed would this guy be if he's walking by and he sees his dumb $5,500 painting uh, for free? I could see if he bought it for $5,500 and he actually, no, he painted it. He's like, uh, yeah. I made this. It's worth $5,500. Oh, really, asshole? Really? <laughs> uh, I don't like this guy. I'm, I'm actually sad someone stole his art. I wish it'd be, it'd be greater if someone stole it and then brought it back. And you're like, nah, it doesn't really work. We don't like it. <laughs> um, have you ever taken something like curbside that you've seen just sitting around and you're like, oh, I guess I'll take it? That's a good question. Oh, you know, when I was in college, there was some, I can't even remember what it was. I have to ask my old roommates. It was some piece of trash couch or something we saw. It's like we brought it up to the apartment Ew. and we kept it. That's so gross. Well, bed well, bugs now, I'd be like, ugh. I don't think I would take anything 
soft because I would be afraid of bed bugs. I know they can live in anything, but I feel like I wouldn't take like a couch or anything like that I would sit on. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would take like a book. Maybe even that is a little bit gross. Even though I'll go to the library and read those books in bed and have no problem with it, but I don't know. You know, one time I was driving my niece around when she was a baby, and she started like throwing up in the car, like I'm throwing up everywhere. And I, I was by myself, and I thought she was gonna vomit, choke on her vomit, and die. So I pulled off the side of the road and you know cleaned her up and you know got everything taken care of, and I put her back in the car. And when I'm walking back to the driver's seat. In the gravel. There's like Bi- metal metal business cards. There's- <laughs> <laughs> Such a callback, sorry. I know. In the gravel is a little picture of an old, old, old picture of some uh, young man from like the 50s. And on it, it has some sort of inscription to like, is it like, you know, to Yancey, a girl who never knew, <laughs> or something like that, right? Uh-huh. And... I was like, this is the like fuck? the beginning to the movie Amelie. And so then oh, you is search, it really? Not, not exactly, but you search forever to try to find the man and you end up finding love um, from somebody connected to the story or something. No, nah, I just put it in my wallet, like an old credit card wallet I have. It's around somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I thought that was so weird. That I is just weird. found it and I just kept it. That's and the only just... thing I can think of that keeping that I found. Huh. Because I had um, this fantasy that the guy would be like, did anybody find Nancy just died and the only thing I had was this picture, you know? Yeah. Granted, no one's come looking for this Fakakta picture. Um, any stories from L.A. you want to talk about? Yeah, Mike. A man gets six months in prison for pleading no contest to knowingly spreading HIV. A San Diego man was sentenced today to six months in prison after pleading no contest to knowingly spreading the HIV virus to his unsuspecting ex-boyfriend. Tomas Miguel Guerrera... 30, pleaded no contest on March 9th for violating a California health code that finds it a misdemeanor offense to willfully spread contagious, infectious, or communicable diseases to another person. The statute was put into place 20 years ago, and this case is the first of its kind to be prosecuted in San Diego County. So basically what happens is he was dating this guy for a few... It was... Listen to this. April to August of 2013. (laughs) That's a long time in gay world, you know? And this Gera guy told his ex-boyfriend that he was HIV negative and urged that they have sex together without protection. After a week had passed, Gera's partner was still feeling uneasy about it all, so he had both of them test for HIV. That's when he found out both of them were HIV positive. Gera's ex-boyfriend said he later found messages in Gera's computer that showed Gera was well aware that he was HIV positive as far back as 2007. His ex sent NBC San Diego a text message showing that Guetta seemed to boast and joke to a friend about someone becoming be, uh, be, being HIV positive. One of them read, Yay, LOL, someone getting paused that day. Already paused. Poor sucker. Hmm. So the judge uh, in court regretted that, uh, that he could only give the guy six months. Like so. it's not attempted murder. It's a, speci- it's a different law, right? Or a different sentence. I don't know. You know everything I know. Actually, you know more. You always, for some reason, you're the fucking researcher of all researchers. And I tell a story and you're like, oh, and Geta was also a rugby player. I'm like, how do you know, how do you know this? But wait, I don't get it. So he said, please, let's have um, unprotected sex. Yeah. And uh, they did. And then mm-hmm. a week later, they both test HIV positive? Yeah. Seven, seven days later. Well, they have these really fast ones now. 
Oh. I don't know that's if it's that, that fast. That's pretty fast. Yeah. Like, well, and also, like, how do they prove that this dude, like, well, they must have proved that the ex-boyfriend, um, who probably was heartbroken after three months being with the guy, mm-hmm. the ex-boyfriend, how do they prove that he wasn't positive before? Wait, wait, you're bringing something up. Let's, let's, let's do the math here. Hold on for a second. So they start dating. So in August. They, they, April to August. Garrett told him that he was oh, HIV negative and urged they have sex together without protection. After, well, I guess we have to figure out when. They, do you think it was in August? He was like he finally succumbed to the pressure to. to uh, this is a have, shitty article. After a week had passed, like what does that mean? Because I'm sure they broke up in August, but they, you don't think that they didn't fuck from April to August, do you? Yeah, that this is a, this article is not written very well. Fuck this article. Yeah, and also Thomas Miguel Guerrero is not cute. He kind of looks like a if, a lesbian. Um, Oh, I was thinking if Penn Jillette tried to look <laughs> handsome. Like if Penn Jillette cared about what he looked like. Because I, oh, I feel like Penn Jillette doesn't like tr- – well, that's not true. He's lost tons of weight, and that's not exactly the case anymore. But wouldn't you say for a long time Penn Jillette would say he didn't care about his appearance? Like, yeah, that wasn't but I think, something I think, think Penn Jillette still cares about his appearance. He lost the weight because like – Health. He was going to die or something. Yeah. yeah. I think this is like Penn Jillette and like Chaz Bono had a kid. <laughs> yeah. Penn Jillette and any person that works for HRC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like that. You know what? That's like, that's a guy you've seen around flitting around HRC. You're right. Yeah. He just needs like frosted tips. Yeah. That's the only thing he needs. Yeah. Ah, interesting. What else is going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Um, Joe, I have another story. Hold on, mm-hmm. I'm trying to open it real quick. <laughs> I had closed everything, long story. But um, So this 27-year-old man named Troy Colin McCormick has pleaded not guilty to arson charges in connection with an incident that occurred a week ago Tuesday at High Tops in the Castro. Um, as bar owner Jesse Woodward tells the Bay Area reporter, McCormick, who's been a repeated nuisance at the bar, he's threatened staff, and he's already been banned from coming in. He took a shopping cart full of garbage, lit it on fire, and then pushed it into the doors of the bar. And McCormick is now in custody, and his public defender admits that he may have a couple of mental health problems. Um, but the part of the story that kind of caught my eye is there's a sex link here. So... They tracked down McCormick's ex-boyfriend, and I guess his ex-boyfriend and McCormick have done some webcam modeling in 2011. And there's a link in the story. It's a site called BigCamTube, BigCamTube.com. And if you – I mean BigCamTube.com – oh, it's a long – no, I'm not going to give you the URL. It's too long. But you can see porn of them fucking – um, he uses the name It's the Tristan. first news story you've ever done that uh, I've actually tried to masturbate to. Ew. That, and by I, the way, that's that not say, true. <laughs> it's so uh, not what's true. What's the other one? They're probably any of – you know what? I think a lot of arson stories have these like sex people in there them. There was a reason. weird – remember there was a weird stretch where we were doing like a lot of like really hot criminals. Yeah. So uh, he goes by Tristan Hawk on the site. Uh, but – According to the ex-boyfriend, he was always calm and collected. He would get violent when he's extremely drunk, but he's being held on $200,000 bail right now, and he's not allowed within 150 yards of high tops. So, Have you um, been to this bar? Yeah. it's. I mean, it's like 
um, I wouldn't. I don't know if Iconics. It's a staple of the Castro community. I would say. So. Uh, here's the thing: is this guy? First of all, if you see the picture of this guy, he's not that cute anymore. And I think what happened is, is you have these people who are cute. Or I think move... he's cute in the the well in the video. So in mm-hmm. the picture on the right, I think he's cute there, but he looks like he's on the cast of Charles in Charge in the other one, like eighties hair, uh-huh. just not just not all there. But you can't say Joey that he had time to prep for his mugshot. Like maybe I can say whatever I want. This is America. You can't say it. Maybe he got pulled out of bed, and so he wishes he combed his hair, but he didn't. So here's the thing. Is these people who like uh, who grow up because they're uh, good looking, or they get everything they want because of they and they lose their looks or they lose whatever it is that they had, then they go crazy. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, well, they p- there's people who their identity is tied so closely with something, mm-hmm. and then when that is lost, then it's like an identity crisis. So like you see it a lot with parents who are raising kids and they're identity becomes cheer mom or mm-hmm. um you know whatever the kid's hobby is and then when they lose the kid quote unquote to college or to adulthood or whatever then they have to find themselves again and i could see why that could be maddening mm-hmm. uh well again i tried watching the video it's not very good i think they, i think it's one of those videos where they want you to buy another video so it's always him almost fucking the bottom but he never does mm-hmm. So he's not cute enough to to do anything. I mean, it's like it was like meh, whatever. So, um, well, yeah. Like he, I also like how comical it was, almost cartoonish the way he tried to light. The, it was like almost like the Little Rascals. It's like something they would do. Like they would light a shopping <laughs> cart on fire and then push it towards the restaurant. Yeah, and meanwhile, the bar all they do is they push it back out, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, it like catches him on is. fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad, but I mean, nobody was hurt, so we can have a laugh. And if someone was hurt, we would judge them on how hot they were and still laugh. But have you ever been eighty six from a bar? Um, no. Mm-mm. Have you? No. I I think that I may have been in groups where it was like, you guys should get this person out of here, but it's yeah. never been like, get out of here, never. Um, what's what else in L A? Well, you know what. I've never been 86 from a bar, but Swartzen and I were asked to leave a bar once, the Hollywood Improv. Um, I uh, I don't – you know, I, I told this story so many times now I don't remember why I got him mad. But I was talking we – ta- we were at the bar together and we were talking and he got really mad about something and he threw a shot glass at my <gasps> head, right? Uh-huh. So the bartender hit both of us out. I'm trying. To, I don't remember why he got mad at me though. Um. Why? Uh, why did you get kicked out though? Like, wouldn't it make sense to not make you both leave together because you'll probably just fight again in the parking lot? Because because Swartzen would tip th- thousands of dollars. So he's like, you know what? I need to kick Swartzen now, but I don't want to think like I'm blaming him. Oh. Uh-huh. So we um, any other out. news stories from LA you want to talk about? 
Yeah, Mike, Los Angeles might be finally doing something about their dumb jaywalking tickets. One of the dumbest, most L.A. things about L.A. is the jaywalking tickets. In an era when the city is struggling, often successfully, to become more friendly to non-drivers, the LAPD continues to criminalize walking. They even began specifically cracking down on it a couple of years ago downtown, right when the long, dormant neighborhood is coming to life with walkers and bikers on its streets, with tickets ranging from, and I'm not joking, $190 to $250. So anyway, it goes on to say that... uh, they're starting to, to rethink it, the city council is, because LAPD officers were starting to give jaywalking tickets for people who would start walking in the crosswalk after the red hand had started blinking. Yeah. And they'd I've give actually a seen ticket. that. I've seen that um, on Reddit. People are uh, – Berkeley Reddit, there's a lot of college students, and they've been giving out tickets. So it, like, starts to flash red, and it says, like, 12 seconds, 11 seconds, 10 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And if you – Step off the curb when there's 10 seconds left. That's technically jaywalking. So that's so dumb. Been doing that. Yeah. So LA's trying to say no, you can't do those tickets. Like you can do yeah. straight up jaywalking, but uh, uh, you can't do those tickets. Which it is seems why I tell a little people. bit weird. Like if they're doing something dangerous, ticket them. If like I don't know. Otherwise, it just feels like you're. I don't know. Try, is there a revenue generator? Or exactly what? what it is. But, you know, El, er, Eric Garcetti came in, you know, pledging to, to uh, redo this shit. He's been successful in some ways and a big failure about it in others. But thank God. Thank God they're doing something about it, right? Because thank God I, I didn't know that. I knew about the jaywalking that it was really serious and really stiff fine, so I never jaywalked downtown. But now that I know about the crosswalk thing, man, I'm going to be super uber careful. So dumb. Yeah. What do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Just nothing. Uh, oh, that's it's fun. Mother's Day, so I'll be doing um, nothing for Mother's Day. Maybe calling my mom. Um, I sent a present to my mom. I sent a present to my sister, who's also a mom. Um, do you give your brother something for Father's Day? No, because he's not your father. No. Well, I sent a present to both of them. Um, I don't really have much else planned, though. Um, I'm gonna hang out with my friends. It's friend also Jennifer weird because you're. You're you're giving your sister a present. Also, your nephew is like old enough for me to have sex with him. Ew. It's true though, right? Well, like legally, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh but... my god, I need to have sex with your nephew. Ew, Joe. No. Is your nephew no. hot? No, Joe. No. I'm gonna look him up. What's his name? Um. What are you doing next week? Mike Lawson. Let's see here. What? What are you doing next week? Um, having sex with your nephew. Stop. No. <laughs> What's really sad, doesn't Julie listen? Yeah, my sister's listening. <laughs> and maybe possibly your mom. It's not impossible. Did you ever figure out if your mom's listening? No. What do you got so, going on next week, Joe? Mother's Day, which I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure that they will uh, Yeah. You know, figure something out last minute. And then also, uh, there's this Asian market that comes only a few times a year called Night Market. They try and replicate a night market from Thailand, but they didn't make it, you know, pan-Asian. And it's going to be in Orange County this weekend. I'm going to try and go to that. So I'm trying to go to Night Market, and I'm going to try and go to... Well, I'm, I'm going to try and make it to Mother's Day. But that's all I've really got going on this week. Okay. Even though friend of the show, Melissa McQueen, did call me right before we started doing the show to see if I wanted to hang out tonight. I'll see if I want to do that. We just got a new follower on Twitter who might be handsome. Oh, I get what's really, his, oh, I get ooh. really excited when we have followers that um, comment and stuff that I think are cute. 
I don't know. What's his name? Um, I don't want to say it on here. Okay, tell me after we record. Okay. Um, okay, Joey, nice catching up with you. Ha! Oh, fuck, yeah. I was not paying attention. I was going to Twitter. Ah, <laughs> go to hell, Mike. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, um, uh, um, uh, um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid. <laughs>